0: Big Gab 265 and Cover Band Confidential 100 for Sunday, July 19th, 2020.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in San Jose, California,
0: it's Paul Kent. And here in Durham, New Hampshire, it's Dave Hamilton.
2: Greetings, folks, and welcome to Gig Gab, the podcast by for and about working musicians here in Atlanta, Georgia. I am Adam Johnson.
3: Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. <laughs> well, here we all are. We made it happen. And it went up. Do
0: my heart it's is racing. So <laughs> <laughs> we made it through though. I like that, that was I almost know. smooth. You know, for no rehearsal, <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, as everybody oh, listening yeah. can figure out, uh, if you don't know about each of both of these podcasts, now you do. Uh, here at Gig Gab, we've been doing this thing where we talk about what we do, and it turns out the guys at Cover Band Confidential, you do exactly the same thing for your yeah. worlds, and so it made perfect sense to us to at least spend one episode together. We were trying to figure out, should we interview each other on our podcast? It's like, why can't we just do it together?
3: So yeah, here we are. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. There
3: we are. And you know, we, we, um, do what we do as we were coming up on our big 100, the 100th episode, right? It was going to be a big deal. Great, big celebration. And then the world shut down and yeah. it was like a really, really bad week. And uh, we, we've been chatting about this a while and planning it. And uh, Dave Hamilton actually had the brilliant idea. Like, your episodes don't actually have to go in numeric order. You can just skip 100 and come back when life's better. And uh, so that's what we're doing. We're back to this is episode 100, even though we did 111 yeah, last week. The rest week. of the world, right? Yeah. No, seriously. Yes, yeah, seriously.
2: <laughs> but it so, got to the point where we were looking around and it was like, "Hey, this really isn't getting any better. So we might as well go ahead and hop on and and get this uh, get
0: this thing under our belts." I mean, it's slowly and, getting better, right? Like, it's not it's not as bad as it was in terms of what we don't know, like we know more than we did in March or April or whatever it is. Right. And so with that comes the the ability to start making some decisions about different things. Uh, And I want to, we all want to talk about kind of the reopening and all that stuff. Should we introduce ourselves for each other's listeners? Yes. Let's do that. So Adam, tell me how you and Dan, like how did your show come about? How do you guys know each other? How did that happen? So uh, Dan
2: and I don't know each other. That's the fun part. That's right. Um, the, way, the way that this happened, and um, I would say that this entire interaction uh, exists because of Steve uh, over at Coverband Band Central. Um, what happened was that we were both members of that group. And we're kind of contributing to that and just kind of found ourselves constantly being on the same side of the arguments that were kind of like popping up. I've and, never um, seen any
0: arguments over there, so that's interesting. I, I mean, you really gotta look. <laughs> you know. Yeah.
1: Really?
0: There's that really very <laughs> very go with the flow,
2: mild opinions on that on that that forum. And it it it's an amazing community. It is. And there yeah. are there are lots and lots of like-minded people. And so, you know, we just kind of set up this kind of like back channel, DM back and forth kind of thing. And I had just, I had thought about starting a blog. I had already started posting under the cover band confidential moniker, just writing blog posts. And I had invited Dan to write some articles and um, he did. And, you know, we just kind of had this vibe and I don't know, we probably talked about starting a podcast for about, I don't know, six months to a year before we actually like kicked it off, but it, it became pretty apparent. I was like, Hey, do you want to do this? And he was like, yeah. And so we just kind of started doing it. And, um, you know, here we are.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So, Have you ever been in yep. the same
1: place at the same time?
0: Never. Not oh. once. Okay. So you've never played music Whoa. together. Clearly. If that's, <laughs> oh nope. uh, uh, interesting, nope.
2: huh? And, All right. You know, we've ha- we had big plans for this year to like get together and, and do some stuff, and that <laughs> might still happen. But as of right now, you know, most of those plans just kind of went, Pfft. yeah, well. You know, there was a uh, talk about Summer Nam maybe going to Nashville and doing something together because it's kind of halfway between our two locations. Yeah, so, yeah. But that didn't happen.
0: So, oh, that sucks. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So, Paul and I yep. have known each other for t- two decades now, Paul. I mean, it's, it's been a long, more than that, definitely more than that, yeah. Ninety nine, I think, right? Ninety nine was the first gig, but you and I knew each other before that, right? So, oh no, two thousand was our first gig that we played together. Um, yeah. So Probably Paul and I in New York. Is what's that? Ninety nine in in the faded bathroom meeting in new york city the faded bathroom meeting that's true that the first place we we so we both come from the the apple publishing conference world that's how we met yep. paul ran a conference on that side i published some stuff on that side apple computer like mac yes. mac world expo was actually the conference that paul ran and uh, we had partnered on a couple of other things you ran a couple other conferences paul like quick time live i think was the thing we partnered on right and yeah. then um And then, yeah, then we met in a, in a bathroom actually after having an argument via email, uh, we met in a, we met in a, you know, I saw you in there and I was like, all right, we got to like hash this out. And I was like, what better place to shake hands than a bathroom? You know, 20 years later, that doesn't age all that well. Uh, And what a, what a quaint story. (laughs) Yeah. Like a thing that doesn't happen anymore. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But um but that's yeah. where we first shook hands was uh, at a bathroom sink believe it or not. Um uh, so yeah yeah it's just really weird to think about that in the context of today's world. But anyway, uh then I think it was at that same conference that you started floating the idea of putting together a band of musicians that played at the conference and so that's that's how we really got to know each other was playing music together. Right. Um and then we would have these chats all the time, right? And then Five years ago, five and a half years ago, you came to me with with an idea, right? Well, Dave, Dave was like my my
1: therapist. As, you know, as I've been running these bands, and you know, I know that he's and, and having known him from playing music, you know, I know him to be a a band guy who has a lot of deep thoughts about what it means to be in a band and what it means to be a musician. And so, you know, we would just talk about once every couple of weeks about what's going on in our music lives, and then after a while, it was like. Cause he was building this podcasting empire. I was like, this is a thing this, you know, people might be interested in this if you're a musician. So it probably took longer for us to find a name for it than it did for us to actually decide to do
0: it. Right. Yeah. No, as soon as you brought me the idea, it was like, absolutely. Let's, let's go. No problem. Like, yep. There was no hesitation whatsoever. So, I was stoked about it. So yeah. yeah. And that was, how long ago was that? So
1: Five and a half years later, here we are. Yeah. five, and a, five years, and a half years. Five and a half
3: years later. Yeah. And I, so I will say, I got, you know, the Gig Get Podcast so. is well, let me just uh super inspiring to what we do. Very yeah. much. Um, you know, when we thought about doing this, it was like, can sort of can we live up to what these two guys are putting out every week? And yeah. um some some weeks we do, I think. Some some uh, I weeks we guys yeah uh, No, you, you <laughs>
0: guys give us a bar to hit. You guys are great. <laughs> it's great.
3: Yeah. Ah. Well. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And and you guys have done
1: such a good job with, uh, you know, in in this mutual love fest here. You guys have done such a good job. Uh, fostering community online. You know, Dave and I mostly spend our hmm. time with the podcast. We we interact on Facebook a little bit, um, you know, but we also direct people to our website and those types of things. But you guys have done a really nice job making musicians feel at home in a, in the way that you guys interact. Kind of, you know, m- maybe before I say anything more, we probably should all raise a, raise a glass to Steve Wichel, right? Because he For started sure. doing something actually pretty cool. And, and uh, you know, that's really where a lot of inspiration comes from. So just Steve. But... Um, I think, uh, uh, may your arm heal quickly. You, yes. yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, servicing musicians and just the joy of talking about the experience of being a musician is really an infectious thing. Steve does it really well. You guys do it well online. We love Dave and I love what we do talking to musicians all the time. And so here we are, here we four go. guys who just dig hey, being a musician.
0: Adam, I got a question so, for you. When you raised your glass, yes. what are you drinking?
2: Okay, so th- for those of uh, our listeners who know that uh, I- I've been quite the brand evangelist, I'm drinking uh, Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey, and it's in it's in like a little like a I've heard of that that Sugar Skull. That Kinda Sugar Skull glass. thing is
0: very similar. That's what inspired the, the Bitter Pill logo for uh, one of the bands yeah. I'm in. So I, I, I like that glass. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think those
2: were like a, a Halloween buy at Target. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say one other thing that's kind of like an interesting like roundabout thing on how we all know each other. Um, about 10, 12 years ago, I was working at Apple with a guy named Neil Kent. And um, we have been friends for a long, long time. And... Um, talked about music all the time and uh kind of went and saw each other's shows and that kind of thing and then at some point i went and found paul on facebook and i was like one mutual friend and it was neil kent and i said neil how do you know paul kent he goes he's my he's my brother and then like my entire like world exploded so yeah i mean i i played Small at uh, I, played, I played at neil's wedding and um pictures of Paul like going on in the background on like the slideshows and stuff. So, that's crazy. um, it's just, that's how small <laughs> this world is.
0: It's yeah. just weird. So the but, two of you no, have, have, sure. have almost intentionally not met. Like you were literally yeah. in the same place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wasn't at that. Oh, you were in the same room I together. At that. No, no, no. So, so there
2: was, there were two ceremonies. It um, was ah. like the destination wedding that was over like Mexico, I think is where it was or. Yeah.
1: That's where I went.
2: Okay. Yeah. And then they did a ceremony locally in the Atlanta area and I played at that one.
0: Got it. So, okay. Yeah. All gotcha.
2: right. So it is
1: confusing, I was about
2: to be jealous, get, but
3: yeah. it
0: is a small world. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. I was trying Indeed. to figure all this out,
0: but that's good. Yeah. 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 What are you drinking, yeah. Dan? I figure we should do this thing, right?
3: Uh, yeah. I, what I have here is a, um, the hints and allegations IPA from Odin brewing down, uh, in my town here in Greensboro, kind of a new, um, New shop, uh, family owned, really great people, and we've, I played their acoustic a bunch of times. And uh, they've promised me their first full band set up once we open. Whenever it. that nice. is
0: nice. Yeah, well, that's good. Well, that's good. They've built,
3: They've They've spent their downtime building a stage there in their out parking lot area. So, uh, so we will be the first ones Oh, that's good. To bring oh, that's it great. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Cool. Yeah.
2: What about you guys? What do you What are you having, Paul? What do you got?
1: Uh, well, I I got. Uh, let me set this up just a little bit. I've got the perfect drink for a musician who spent the first four weeks of lockdown doing nothing but eating my wife's cooking. So I have Zevia zero calorie cream soda. Thank you very much.
2: Hey man. <laughs> nice. nice. I was, I was just nice. showing you like this was, this was the drink from last episode on Thursday, which is just sparkling water. You know, you it's not always fun time, but yep. you know, right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, any good. I'm Dave? I'm, I'm Dave? drinking uh, tension tamer tea in my Mac Geek mug with uh enhanced go. with ginseng. So mm. there you go. Ooh. Yeah, you know. Ooh. <laughs> a little something. I might switch to something You really have covered the gamut here. We have. Yeah. I might I might switch to a beer as, <laughs> yeah. now that we have yeah. a, f- a stream going and everything's working, but I figured I should I should stay on this side of the uh the you know the the beer train until we until we had like something that was but it's working. So we've got, yes, for I mean, for our yeah, GitGab listeners, this will be available on our Facebook and YouTube pages. And yes, it's the first time we are doing videos. So there you go. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It, it's a new frontier for us. You guys have the face for, for radio. couple months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I am actually in our little like green screen studio right now, but like no keying. Maybe we can do that in post later on, but. You could um, actually. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. No problem. No.
2: Sorry no. for all you guys in the live stream. <laughs>
0: So I want to talk about the, you know, it's no great surprise to anybody watching this that we're in the middle of a quarantine here. and, And specifically, obviously, for us musicians, that meant at least for a while, no gigs. And now it means very interestingly coordinated gigs. And I think at least two of us have played. Is that is that correct? So Paul hasn't Dan, have you not I
3: did an acoustic gig
0: about a month ago okay all right okay uh and Adam you played last night right I did it was a last minute thing um
2: right by my house but um yeah it was it it was I'm still kind of risk averse the whole thing we actually have a we were supposed to do a whole thing coming up this this week like a full band gig for like a municipal event and um it, it just got too weird to to talk about. We ended up uh, wow. requesting them to reschedule it later on. Um, but this is, and it was like an open air gig in an alleyway between restaurants. So, mm-hmm. you know, it risk was pretty mitigated. I had my mask with me if I needed to go inside to get a drink or use the bathroom or whatever. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I didn't feel weird about it. Um, <laughs> I've had this like weird lightheadedness and I'm like, you know, totally WebMDing myself. I had a glass of wine with dinner and it just it went away. So <laughs> right, I guess I might have to c- continue going down that route. Self-medicating.
0: Yeah. Well, that, that be there careful. Go. That's, there you go. You know, yeah, that's 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 how that's how, that's how <laughs> things start. That's the only thing that stops the voices, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's a path. That is a path. I um yeah, I will say I had two gigs yeah. um scheduled yeah, for yeah. this weekend and uh I canceled both of them. I canceled <laughs> the full band gig on Saturday and the acoustic gig on on Sunday just cuz you know here the numbers just keep climbing. Um we're not right. it's not gone parabolic here in North Carolina, but it's dead linear growth and um um I just I couldn't get our heads around it as as a family. Uh, yeah. swear so the decision I, I got a question got for and, both of you guys though.
1: Yeah. A little bit of a lag here. So sorry about that. Um, My question for you guys is like, you guys are making these decisions and they're, you know, they're, they're hard, emotional, responsible decisions, I think. What is it like in both your areas? Are, are, Are musicians taking gigs and pushing for gigs and trying to get people together and, you know, acting as though things are normal?
2: I'll take the lead on that one. So my, our state. I, I live in Georgia, which is one of the, uh, one of the first states to open, and um, we were having. Uh, I mean, gigs start up basically immediately as soon as that that uh, thing was lifted. Uh, people were out and they were playing, um, and I didn't feel really comfortable about it. And and you know there were a lot of guys out there doing what they were doing, and a lot of them have continued to play and haven't had any adverse effects um but we did see a lot of the restaurants that were kind of on the front end of that situation close back down because um they were getting cases at those locations um and so i think you know for for us it's kind of a matter of picking and choosing um I don't, I'm not going to take a show where uh, I feel like the risk is too high. Um, You know, it would take a lot for me to do an indoor gig right this second. Um, But it like an outdoor open air thing in like a common area, you know, it seemed like a pretty easy, you know, call to make.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My first gig back was an outdoor open air acoustic gig. Uh, There was this, this place is set up literally perfect for pandemic. It's a, uh, community football field that they use for like, you know, Pop Warner or whatever. There is a little hill that comes out of one of the end zones and there is a permanent cement stage with a roof uh, uh, at the top of that hill. So we've set up on the stage and the crowd set up in the football field. So they, I mean, they literally had a hundred yards of space t- for to socially distance and You know, that gig taught me a lot because I had a ton of uh, gig gab listeners have already heard the story, but, you know, I had a ton of reentry anxiety about the whole thing. And I finally had to decide for myself what what are the things that I need to be able to say yes to in order to feel comfortable doing a gig? Because if because I can always I found I proved that I could always find reasons to say no and I could do that for years, and I wasn't convinced that that was particularly healthy, right? So two of the main things, and obviously if some huge red flag comes up, then then that changes everything. But here in New Hampshire, A, our numbers are just like dropping and dropping and dropping, and people have really seem to have a handle on it. But it could totally go the other way very, very quickly, as we all know. And yeah. it, it takes keeping a handle on it. But my two – essentially my two litmus tests are do I feel safe with my bandmates on stage – And do I feel like the real question is, do I feel like I would be comfortable having my family come and watch the show? And that that sort of zooms out to can people if they choose, can people be as safe as they choose to be? Right. Because I can't control if people want to, you know, congregate as a group of 30, like some people did at, at that gig at the football field. But then there were another 30 groups of, you know, presumably like family pods, all, you know, 10 plus feet from one another. And the the 30 people it, it, from what I saw weren't like, you know, chastising. And, you know, there was no back and forth and there was no interaction. Like the 30 people that felt like they were OK being together didn't feel like they needed to impose that on, on the rest of the people there. And so it was like, OK, yeah. like, yeah, my and my family did come to that gig and they felt Fine. Like they, they shared the same view I did. Like, I don't think those 30 people are doing the right thing, but you know, that's not up to us. Right. Like we provided the opportunity to, to do it as safely as you wanted. So those are my, those are my metrics. And, um, and, and, and if, if it, if the answer is no, and there have been actually more than more gigs than not where I have said no uh, because of one or both of those, this weekend, I had an interesting scenario. I've been doing a theater show um, in a indoors. The cast and crew and everybody, it's a small show. It's a, a show called Hedwig and the Angry Inch. So it's basically a show about a rock band, which makes th- things really small. You know, it's yeah. person-wise, which is great. Like, I don't know how I would feel if it was 20 people versus, you know, seven. Uh, but everybody got tested beforehand, and we all have the ongoing uh, – Uh, you know, awkwardly transparent conversation about what we're all doing, like sharing the details of our lives that you would never think it would be appropriate to share with each other. But that's what, you know, that's what it takes to be comfortable with each other. And then the audience is socially distant and in masks a hundred percent of the time, including while seated six plus feet from one another. Well, there was another production rehearsing in the same building. And earlier this week, one of the people in that production tested positive. They started getting symptoms on like Sunday and then, you know, got worse on Monday and Tuesday. They went for a rapid test Wednesday and came back positive. And at that point it was like, okay, full stop. Like we need to, you know, figure out what happened. Contact trace, do the whole thing. Everything was canceled. Uh, the other show has remained canceled and will not come back. Uh, what I, what I found out as I, you know, dug into it was that this person was in the theater the last time before we ever arrived. Uh, so we had as Hedwig, we had no contact with, with this person. And so it was like, okay, well, wait a minute. You know, I asked him, I said, Hey, again, just asking my two questions, what would it take for me to feel safe? And what it would take for my family to feel safe if we all get tested again, just to make sure everything's copacetic. Um, And the theater is cleaned and we wait two weeks. Like, what's the why does the entire run need to be canceled? And the funny part was they said to me, well, this is fascinating that you asked this question because we assume you would not step foot in the theater again based on how careful you've been about everything. And so now that you've asked, maybe we can do, you know, the, the final weekend or something like that. And I'm like, well, I mean, let's let's answer all the questions because I can't just like let fear drive things. I have to kind of let logic drive things. And and so, it, you know, at this point, everybody's been tested. Everybody was negative and in the end it turns out that this person contracted it after they left the theater the, the last time mm. they were there so it never was in the theater that we know of now i when i walk on stage i presume that every single person i don't know in the crowd is infected because I mean, sure. because yeah. i don't because i don't know that they're not right but you know, right. so so there's that assumption you sort of have to take going in. And are do you feel safe? Are you far yeah. enough from them? All that stuff. But um, but yeah, it was an interesting week from that standpoint. And you have to, you right. have to presume
3: that you are too.
0: Correct. Right? You have to yes. presume that you are.
3: Y- yeah. I mean, you, not go near
0: anyone. You you have to. Except, it, you know, in the scenarios I've been in, I've been closer than six feet to my bandmates in a in a scenario where you kind of like. It it, And and not just Hedwig. In fact, Hedwig's been the safest of all of them. Everybody was wearing masks during rehearsals and in the hallway. I was saying to Paul the other day, I felt like this privileged jerk as I would walk from the dressing room to the stage because everybody was in masks except like me and our guitar player. And, you know, it was like this weird thing, like I should be wearing a mask, you, you know, but it's but it was I mean, we again, we were all being tested regularly and all that stuff. So. Um, you know, it was like, this is just how it is and it's fine, but yeah, yeah. You have to have to assume that
3: everything is, unless you know, Man, how about
1: North Carolina?
3: We have, uh, it's a mixed bag. I know uh, many bands that are in, in solo players who are just opting out for now, just abundance yeah. of caution. Not going to go there. Um, I know some people who are, uh, particularly the group that are like, um, solo acoustic full timers. It's their main gig. Yeah. Um, they're booked every day they're playing every day um and uh they say they say they're doing it safely i happen to know from some of the chatter on the socials that uh they were they shared attitudes with people who i don't experience to be behaving very safely but i haven't been to their shows i don't know what's going on there um so it's all over the place. I, I know some some venues are, um, well, the place that we canceled at um, is a place we played a lot of times. We have a, a standing monthly there, had yeah. a standing monthly gig there um, with the full band. And uh, it's just like really home for us. And and the manager, that's fantastic. And she really was doing it right. I mean, it was full masking. She had, you know, they, they built this line to get up to where you could order at the bar that had stickers every six feet. And it was like really well organized and doing it as right as you possibly can. Yeah. Um, and you know, when I canceled on her (laughs) the day before (laughs) having tried really hard to justify it and rationalize it and finally just getting that I had to do that. Um, first of all, she completely got it, completely got it, totally understood, um, was not a problem for her. And, um, and you know, there was going to be, we we were going to set up outside and it was looking like rain, which meant we'd have to move inside, which none of us were comfortable with. So, um, You know, so it's all over the place. Is the point? I think some some places, um, some places are putting their toe back in the water. Others are going full on. Um, Yeah, ah, that's interesting.
0: Can places go? What's the area looking like?
1: Yeah, let me let me share this, Dave. So, um, there's not a lot of gigs here. I mean, there there have been a couple of restaurants that have tried, uh, and they just got shut down again. Right. So Simon and my band. You know, an, an, a restaurant that, you know, was pr- actually the owner of this restaurant was quite progressive, did quite a bit for the community, you know, giving them a safe way to kind of do a drive up uh, grocery store type of thing. And, and and you know, he had a lot of goodwill. He put a giant tent out in his parking lot and tried to do it there. He just got shut down again and Simon mm. lost the gig. And um, there have been a few things that try, that have tried, but really there are no gigs now. There was just, a, I heard of an, a couple of musicians who just set up in a park um, there's a, a reasonably well-known guy in San Francisco who has a Rolling Stones um, uh, tribute band that has started saying, "Hey, I'm going to be in the park. Come check me out." And I gotta say, you know, my perspective on this is kind of a meld of all of you guys. Is like, I have turned down gigs, I, I, I gave up the gigs, or the gigs were canceled that I had. My perspective on this is that um, the biggest lesson we're getting now. now my my buddy Dave. Is the man for diving into the finite, right? You know, into the data, and I tend to go more like, 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 what am I seeing? And mostly, what I see is like, in general, very selective application of of human values, right? Very selective application of good behavior. You know, you in addition to the no one's going to take away my rights, or I thought this was America. You got that, you got that part of people. Yep. You've also got you know the people who just get swept up in the moment. There's um, some people around who are saying, hey, we used to have music in the park every Wednesday, I'll bring a boombox, everybody just show up. My personal opinion on this, and again, I, I hear fully, and Dave actually changed my mind about this because I thought my opinion should be the universal opinion, as I am, want to do. But um, <laughs> we, we all you know, are that way, like, aren't you know, we? In me- <laughs> <laughs> so my opinion is that as a musician, um, I don't want to be part of the problem of encouraging people to congregate given my opinion of how human nature seems to be playing through this now. Mm. It might be 99% more safer outside and they might put circles on the ground in the, in the park, you know, and and encourage people to stay in their little sphere. But in general, over and over, every time I see someone doing something, I never see a mask, right? I see a lot of not socially distant people. And then again, you, you know, there's always when there's a video, you know, I thought this was America, you know, or no one's going to take away my rights or, you know, these types of things. And there's just a huge clash. And my opinion is this is all going to lead for it all to get ro- rolled back. And so
3: yeah.
1: I think, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to play the iterative game and be part of the, of the encouraging people to possibly get sick. I I'm just pretty much shut down and I'll tell you, you guys can, I'm sure appreciate it. It kills me. I mean, I whined yeah. to Dave about this for the past six <laughs> weeks. It literally kills me yeah. and I want to go do stuff, but, um, I, I have to just feel like I have to make this kind of moral stand, put a stake in the ground and say it's going to it's going to get worse, you know, until we really shut it down. Yeah.
2: Well, and you're well, you, it's, you, it's just the you, whole like, you, mo- Oops, sorry. So beside the whole but, like morals thing, you need to look at this from like a branding standpoint, because, you know, you have bands like uh, like Great White, who did this uh, event in North Dakota where there was no mass, right. no social distancing. And they got blasted. Um and and so and of all know, bands for, that risk their fans health right I, these guys <laughs> right from a branding standpoint like that's really hard to roll back from well it's so kind of on really brand for that. them isn't it i mean you know I mean, that's a little on the nose <laughs> i feel like that's even ramp. too soon that was but that was <laughs> that was ja- that was the uh, that was the jack russell version this is like the the you know the, the spin off of the spin off of the spin off right right those guys yeah. jack russell's like not right. me guys mm. i'm i was from that not you don't want to remember me from the other one either, but yeah, 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 yeah. It it's um,
0: right. and I mean, like where you I mean, are, I think Paul, the, the moral the moral position is. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say, like where he, where he is, things are getting worse, right? Like it's it's it, things have in California in general, maybe maybe not your area in particular, but it like things things kind of turned a, a, a bad corner there for a little while, or at least, yeah. So, I mean, I I think you. Certainly, from my standpoint, it, it, it's yeah. You got to look at it like what the what things are like around you and what that you know because that's going to absolutely play a role here. Yeah, yeah. Risk reward, risk reward. Yeah.
1: But to your 100%. point, Adam, you know, I, I, it is yeah. what does my band stand for? And and you know, I, the few times that I've kind of shared, "Hey, folks, we miss playing for you, but we don't want to do it until it's absolutely safe," has gotten mm-hmm. a very positive review, and I'm yeah. I'm really happy with that. You know, it's hard again when I see other people just kind of like making their own rules as they go, but this is bigger than a gig. You know, this is, and this is, if we don't figure it out, it's going to be a longer term. Did you see AEG and Live Nation that they they came out with statements, or at least they were in interviews, their presidents have said might not be concert touring concerts till 2022?
2: Yeah, I I, I saw 2021. I didn't see 2022. I mean, I'm not surprised by that. Um, now on the other side of that as far as Live Nation goes um, my friend Nick and the guys in Yacht Rock Review just did one of those big drive-in events mm. um, and we're trying to work out an interview with uh, Nick I think next week is kind of like fingers crossed we're, we're going to get uh, him on the schedule uh, to kind of talk about that experience Nice, because um, like, like they are I mean as far as cover bands go there's not really anybody kind of above what they're doing on right. that level and they were doing the same thing that like brad paisley was doing so you know um i really wanted to get their perspective on everything and you know their whole operation has kind of ground to a halt and they've got like a whole like corporation behind them so um just trying to figure out their whole mm. yeah. you know their how they're navigating that and stuff so i i, I stumbled That'll onto something
0: chat. this week that that hopefully can help folks out there as your bands are getting ready ready either to play a gig or even just to rehearse this whole concept of a social contract where you're communicating with each other about what you're doing and, and that way. So your families can chime in and all of that stuff. But I've found, and I've been trying to do that with, with everyone. uh, And I play in a bunch of different bands, which is great because I can speak sort of um, non-specifically here and, and most people won't be able to figure out who I'm talking about, but um, (laughs) the bands that I've played with, Didn't have any problem with the whole social contract thing, but, but it was always a weird conversation. Like, okay, we got to talk about what we're doing and everybody would do what they thought was the amount of sharing they needed to do. And then it was like, okay, cool. Um, Turns out one person involved and sometimes it was me, but sometimes it wasn't would say, great. Now let's take that and do it times 10 so that we actually know what, you know, people have been up to. And it's an awkward thing. I found the litmus test this week, no pun intended, testing is really easy to get done here in new hampshire right now the state has um, made it so that you can go and you don't have to be symptomatic or anything they are encouraging everyone to get tested and multiple times and all of that stuff and it's free If, if you have health coverage of course they'll bill it through that but if you don't then there's just no charge and uh or the state picks it up and asking the simple question of hey look I'm, you know, I've got a family, but I also play in, you know, this other band. Uh, would everybody, you know, there was a gig proposed to me the other day. I was like, great. Yep. I'm open that day. It would be outside. Like the, 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 on the surface, the particulars of it looked okay. So I was like, cool. Well, just like, let's all just make sure we get tested and then, you know, a week before the gig, whatever it is, time to get the results back. And then and then we'll have a conversation about what we've all been doing from the testing, essentially quarantining as much as possible between the day we get the test and the day of the gig. And immediately the gig was canceled by uh, by the person that was coordinating it. And I had a feeling that would happen. And so it was like, yep, perfect, great. I don't need to worry about being on stage with this person because I won't be on stage with this person right now. Yeah. And, and so just oh. asking everybody to get tested is is like a super easy, like I said, litmus test. So,
1: yeah. yeah. Yep. How, how long does it take for you to get your results back?
0: Somewhere between, they say now three and seven days, but um, if you need a rapid test, there's a place that I can go that's not quite an hour away that'll do it for 25 bucks in 15 minutes. So... Yep. There you go. Nice. And that's where that's you know, where we drummer, need to get to, I think, is yeah. where we can all just get tested yeah. and, and then things start to become a little easier. You know, there's a whole lot less question. So go ahead, Dan. Yeah, be
3: able to do it at load in. Mm. Well, let me tell you this kind of related story. My drummer, um, two weeks before the gig that would have been Saturday that we canceled, um, got back from a trip to uh, Jamaica. He went to he and his wife went to Sandals. And so we saw him doing that, and I, I actually was not aware that that was happening. And it was like, sometimes seeing pictures of him from out of the country, and I'm like, what is, he, what is happening here? I, you know? Well, um, it turned out they they required the airline required a rapid test before they would board you. Oh, that's great! Nice. So, yeah. So he, he knew they knew everyone. The plane was clean. They knew everyone at the resort was clean. There was actually another round of testing for anyone who the airline didn't get when they got there. So like the whole place was basically. It's like vacation quarantine. under quarantine. Wow. And, um, yeah. And did
2: they have to do that on the flight so, back too?
3: You know, I, I don't, I don't know. I I didn't, maybe, I don't know. I, I didn't hear yeah, that part it of it. It doesn't but, matter. But, but yeah, um, yeah. that would be the other, the other piece you'd want to cover. Right. Um, but you know, when I heard all that story, I was like, you know, actually he might be the, he might be the safest of us right now. That's yeah. That's totally. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Actually. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 If we can get the testing to to a point where it's, you know, the results, it's easy to do either what they call the rapid test or to get results, you know, even 24 hours from the thing like my, you know, my kids are both going off to college. And so that's a whole other thing to look at. And and my daughter, who's going to the University of New Hampshire, they've got because they're a research university, they just so happens they have like tons of capacity for testing. They're like, yeah, we can, we can get things done in way less than 24 hours. Like they're going, they're like, we're going to run the lab 24 seven for, you know, the fall semester. It's like, great. That's great. It's not going to be perfect. There is no zero risk. Right. And even staying home, right. Right. There is no zero. I mean, you might be at almost zero risk from a health standpoint, physical health, But, you know, uh, like economic health and and emotional health, like you can't ignore any of those. Right. And that's the hard part is this balancing act of physical, economic and emotional. There is like we won't know for a decade what the right answer was. That's right. Uh, You know, and it's hard. It sucks. (laughs) sucks.
1: Yeah. So I'm just kind of noticing as as we're having this conversation, like our foreheads are generally nodding in the same direction. (laughs) And and actually, that's. Kind of one of the cool things that I've found about doing gap, and I'm sure you guys find with yours is that like musicians are kind of musicians almost doesn't matter where you are there are there are you know differentiations from the mean in different ways of things but. We're all dealing with like, is it a good gig? Is it a, you know, is it a worthwhile gig? <laughs> is my band member being cool or not being cool? You know, I mean, we're in dealing with these things the, that has been one of the best reflections of doing Gig Gab, is that this kind of global community of, of semi-professional, you know, we call them weekend warriors, often musicians. Really, we are dealing with the same stuff all over. And this, the pandemic is no different, right? It's no different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: there's always going to be a through line of like certain things that like everybody just kind of latches onto. And, you know, even in the parts where like people kind of slightly differ in opinions, I think we still are kind of going through the same kinds of experiences regardless. Um, and you know, like in our community, we have definitely had to, uh, have some conversations with people or cut people loose who, you know, were not being, not contributing in that way and not necessarily, uh, following the, you know, what we would consider best practices and that kind of thing. So, um, and you, you run that risk when, when you're running, uh, when you're a part of a community where like, there's always going to be kind of like dissenting opinions and you can either choose to engage with those people or go, okay, you've had your funds,
1: you know? Well, and and that's why I give you guys props. Dave and I have somewhat consciously stayed away from being in the, in the, you know, forum moderation business and you guys have done a really, really
2: good job. Yeah. I tell people flat out, this is my sandbox. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, no that that's yeah. that's the right way to do it. I think. Yeah. Hey, one of the things we do on Gig Gab is we answer listeners' questions when they write in with stuff. Are we? Can we move past the pandemic at least in in terms of please? The flow let's of this talk episode? about do anything else. Great, awesome. Oh, no, please. So Thank we, <laughs> I thought this question when it came in was perfect. Uh, it's from Mister X, so we will or Mrs X actually I don't even remember. Uh, I recently experienced a very unfortunate conclusion to a great gig I've been a part of for the better part of four years. Uh, Without getting into the details, of course, it was very hard to come to this decision, especially considering it was out of my hands. With the gig climate being how it is right now, it's very hard for a full-time player to try and recover and continue working when there is simply not much work to be had at the risk of turning you two, or you four, into a gig musician therapist. I didn't think I thought we had crossed that bar a long time ago. Uh, there's no risk. We're already there. Uh, have you ever been through breakups that really shook you and brought your music world to a screeching halt? Personal affairs aside, what do we have to do to get through and press on? Obviously things like networking and asking around are a given but then right now there's COVID it's a situation I never would have expected to be in. I've done a few gigs since the start uh, of the pandemic, which was hard enough and now, well, nothing. So, uh, you know, we've, we've talked enough about the pandemic part of this. I, you know, let's just talk about the moving on from a gig from both the perspective of the musician, which it seems like, you know, this person is asking about, but also, you know, the band needing a new member, like what are the, what are the ways that you, what, like, how do you guys do it? What, like, if you needed a new member or you needed to find a new gig, Adam, what would you do?
2: I mean, in this particular instance, I feel like there, there's a, there's a leverage conversation to be had. So for the band who now needs a new member, I feel like they have lots of leverage because you have a known entity that Mm. you can then pick from a potentially larger, you know, pool of players because there's much more availability, you know? Um, Now for the person who uh, is now venturing out on their own, on the same note, like depending on what position they play, like if they're a vocalist or if they're, um, you know, if, there's, if, if they have the ability to do things by themselves, I think that's also a super unique opportunity because uh, there's nothing, in my opinion, better than being in a situation where you get to call all your own shots. So um, I'd say there's kind of a dual upside. That's yeah. just the optimist in me, maybe.
0: I like it.
1: I'll, I'll tell you, we had, um, in the House Rockers, our other guitar slot. So I'm one guitar, and then there's the other slot. It has been um, Spinal Tap. We went through a lot of people, <laughs> combusting every, everything you can imagine. But two, the two guys who were like, I wish they would have stuck, um, they both had similar reasons. Like, you know, I was pretty clear about what the gig was in terms of lead singing opportunities and all that type of stuff. And they took the gig, and then immediately it had hoped it would change, I think. Both of them are excellent, excellent, excellent players that I have a lot of respect for. And the reason I continue to have a lot of respect for them is both of them, when they came to the conclusion that they weren't going to get what they wanted from the band, and they came to me and said, hey, it's not it's not my thing, they both said, I will stay with you until you get someone, you know, or let's pick a reasonable amount of time. And their reputation is golden with me, you know, and... and They've sat in with us, and you know, and I think that's one thing about leaving a situation, as in many things in life, keep it as cool as possible. I mean, you can never have too many friends, and the leaving of a band is not a personal thing. Often, it's, it's a creative thing. You know, quite often, someone is looking for something a fit that they want to have happen. So, my my best feedback to Mister X is, um, hopefully, you are divorcing in as good terms as you can. And taking a good reputation with you uh, and, and going out into the world with that good reputation and the respect of the people who you last played with, and you now have one more asset by which you can go. And you know, if you're a trusted musician, if you have a good reputation, that's a big thing to bring into any new situation. So I'm not going to comment too much about like the right way or wrong way other than um, uh, uh, a smart thing to do is to have a, a healthy divorce. I wish and
0: conscious we,
2: uncoupling. I right? wish
0: we were doing exactly. gig gab, like Paul, back when I left Groove Syndicate because that is the one band that I left in the most in the worst way. I could sit here and defend my reasons for for you know calling people out the way that I did when I left that band, but it was like looking back, there were, there are there is no excuse for for I should have just walked away. I didn't need to tell them why. <laughs> It's, yeah. And that you know, right. I, make Adam these and Dan, do you guys have day jobs. You,
1: like Adam used to work at Apple, Dan, and yep. you're still in tech in some way. Yep. Okay. And Dan, yep. you have a day job. I am. Yep. So we have these interesting the- conversations. Dave runs his business, and you know, I've I, I run my business and businesses in the past, and we talk about the transfer of of business chops to running bands or being in a band, and how some of it is applicable, but much of it is not, it's a very very different vibe creative endeavors you know the, the business part of running things there's more but really in dealing with creative people and trying to you know create something that makes great music that's a different vibe than most businesses have not it's necessarily exclusive but right. i've certainly learned i've had to check myself and a lot of times when kind of working with people who are in my band that there's a different language that works it just you know talking about Performance and goals and the types of things I would do in a day job gig are not the things that resonate with a band member. And I think this concept of having a, you know, an an amicable parting is one of those things where it's slightly different. You know, you you might tell your boss, "Screw you, I'm going to go off," and that that might work for you. That might not. But certainly, carrying emotional baggage out of a creative endeavor is painful thing. And so you you don't want you don't want that if you don't have to have that.
3: It's hard. You know, I will just to underscore what what you just said, Paul. Yeah, totally. To to underscore that a little bit. I, I I think while there may be exceptions, I'm willing that there might be exceptions to this. You'll almost never go wrong taking the high road. Mm, And, um, when I, when I left the band that I was in before I started the clinky Lincolns, um, it was a cover band, party band, whatever, some originals that the band leader had written and they were, they were fun, had fun with them. Um, but I kept I kept pushing our repertoire into party stuff, hireable cover band stuff. Um, totally feel you. And there was always this sort of kind of half willingness on his part. And I, um, when that finally came to a head, um, he wrote an email to the band about how like the purpose of this band was not what it's doing now. And it was kind of, it was, it was aimed at me very clearly. It was well written and well said and it wasn't an attack. Um, I, 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 I wrote my error response and deleted it and wrote another one and deleted and wrote another one and deleted it been and there. wrote another one. Um, Absolutely. and finally, right. Finally, what I came to was like, look, um, I get it. The vision of this band is not what I've been pushing it to be. And I don't want to step on anybody's vision. And, um, you know, but, and I have these ideas for what, uh, what a band could do. And so, um, You know, I'm going to start my own thing over here on the side and I'm not leaving you and, you know, I'll I'll be able to express that over there and be part of this over here and it'll all work. And then, you know, eventually the scheduling got to where that was not possible. But, um, you know, I had to wrestle myself to the higher ground on that. I had to like nothing about me wanted to take responsibility for that tension at first until like I really fought myself about it. So sometimes it takes that to break up amicably. Good, good on you, good on you it, man. That's you
0: know, that's great. Like, cheers. That's well, it, it wasn't yeah. where I started. No, it never is, but, right? Yeah, like that's. The, but, but you, you don't.
1: Yeah, there's no penalty for it not being where you started. It's only how you finished it. That is a yeah. smart thing, and that's the reflection. So, yeah, I just exactly, think that, you know this exactly. guy who wrote in it's it's um, step one. Be cool about how you how you end one relationship, and because you're going to take some residual of that out into the world with you. And then as you go out looking, I I think Adam's advice is really smart. I mean, the more you can control your own ship, the more you can cover lean times until you find something. That's just, that just makes a lot of sense. But, you know, I think you also want to ask the questions. You know, he, he seems, the gentleman seemed fond of the band that he was leaving. Is is he able to ask the question in his next situation to make sure that he doesn't get into a you know a similar situation? Yeah,
2: yeah. Based on like the, the language of what he said, it well, he said it was outside of his or her control. Um, so I think there might be an opportunity to do some reflection, maybe get some feedback as to what that part is. Um, you know, it, it it always it's a it's a tough pill. Um, If it is something that is within your ability to control, um, that causes you to not be a good fit for a situation. Um, But I always feel like there's value in, in having that kind of conversation to kind of figure out what can I bring into the next creative venture that I've got coming up. That yeah, might so be smart. that might fit, you know, work better long term. You know? Well, and it it yeah.
0: could be a square peg round hole scenario like you described, Dan, right, where, you know, you wanted yep. a, you wanted a different thing. It didn't mean what everybody else wanted was the wrong thing. It just meant that they were different things. Yep. And yeah, that's OK. You know, so, yeah. 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 We came up
2: with a term called uh, man cave bands. Yeah. So that's what Dan The, the situation that Dan's and <laughs> he was in a man cave band, but he didn't know it. Yep. So like a lot of these, you know, a lot of these projects are just like this is just this is just an excuse for me to to you know drink <laughs> beer in my basement. It's bowling night, but like, yeah, yeah. but like sometimes Softball. you get in a band and you
0: don't know that until it's too late. Right. I've found so. myself in bands like that. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it's it's okay. Like when I joined, yeah. Fling has been that band and also very much not been that band on on a cycle. When I joined it, it was very much that band, but I was new to this area and it was like, well, I want to meet. I want bowling night. Like, I don't know anybody here. I don't like to bowl, but I like to play the drums, you <laughs> yeah. know, so like, I'll go do that. That's fine. But, it, you know, every, even the people in my family were like, are you sure you want to do this? I'm like, yeah, these people are all like dads with kids our age in this town. Like, yes, yeah. I, I want to get to know them. They're like, but they're not playing yeah. gigs. I'm like, it's fine. I'm playing gigs with the other band. It's all good. <laughs> like, I got this. But House thank Rockers, you for asking. Right. Yeah.
1: And The house rockers, you know, it's a ten-piece band, and uh, five, maybe six of the guys derive their income from playing music. They teach during the day and they play music in the evening, mm. and yeah. you know, they're they're fairly clear that you know the financial part of it is one of the big attractions. Yeah. And and if I'm not, it's, if it's not happening in my band, they may have to go. As much as they like my band, if there's something else, you know, they may be like, well this gig is going to pay more. You know, I got to take that. And you know, that, that wouldn't work for me. So, and then I have guys who are in the middle. So I have guys who they want to be, they want some financial security, but they want to play stuff that I can't book. Right. And so, and everything in between those conversations are the things. And the point relative to the gentleman who just left the band is, is uh, you're dealing with in any band The best ones are on the same page and moving forward in the same direction, but that's a pretty rare thing. A hundred percent, everybody in the same room, maybe original yeah. bands, but even at that, you know, I, oh. I suppose there's a, how many of my original songs are in here and like that thing. But you know, for bands that are in the cover genre, and I love that term man cave, we've been saying dad bands and there's nothing wrong with either of those two things. Right. If everybody, that's what they want. As to long be, as you know right? what it
2: is. Yeah. Exactly. We have a, we have completely. a merch line with a shirt that says defend dad bands. <laughs>
0: yeah. You can love buy it. it. Yeah. You, that's awesome. I'll, I'll shoot you a link. That's good. Us. That's great. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely going to buy that shirt. That's great. I but, like it. It.
1: but that's a different thing than the band that wants to charge $10,000 for a wedding and you know, what the expectations are. Because the poor guy who's going out to try and book yeah. it, you know, he, he can't bring obscure B-side stuff to, you know, the wedding right. genre, right? No. So, yeah. uh, so anyway, I think that that's always – it seems to always come back to that conversation. Like, are you and your band members – on the same page and if not do you have a channel of communication to kind of talk through the realities that that doesn't have to be the end of a band when people aren't on the same page 100% sometimes 72% sometimes 63% is enough for everybody's needs as long as you have a channel to you know to agree to stuff and talk through stuff and that I think that that's the biggest skill you take out of leaving one band and you want to Remind yourself as you go to find another
0: band. I think the best uh, term
2: I know about that is called casting vision. So like if you are the band leader, that's your responsibility: is to cast the vision yes. of what this project is. And if you can do that, you know, authentically and like accurately with people as they come in, then there's no, there, you don't have that. Well, I can change this situation and maybe I'll, it'll, it'll turn into something else. Like as long as you are up front, up, well, up front, up front, um, you know, you may avoid having those conversations later on.
1: I, I personally find that it's not only being up front, it's that it's reminding people in a delicate and professional way on an ongoing basis. Because, you know, like I said, the guys who are in, in my band, great local players, it just, they got into it and they wanted to contribute more. I can actually see it from a distance more. Not that they were, I can do better, or, you know, I want my, you know, even though I agreed that it was going to be this... They were into it, and they wanted something I couldn't give them at the expense of something else. And and the, so the conversations, and I've had to learn this skill over the 20 years of, of this band being together, is how do you politically, uh, and and uh, and you know, just being a good dude, just remind people, oh, remember, this is our mission, this is what your role is, this is the type yeah. of thing. Do it with that. And that's one of those things yeah. where in the day job, if a guy gets you know if the guy's not really worth it and he's going to be that guy who wants you know to change the deal you say goodbye and go get someone else that that's a that's a viable thing it's more painful in a
0: in an at will situation like a band yeah, yeah. so all right, so the, the 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 second part of this question was how to go find uh musicians right so it, it, the obvious is put your feelers out with your network. If assuming that someone needs to do more than that in your area, Dan, like what would you do or what would you, how would you
3: find a band member or how would you find a band? I will tell you, and I, and I, I say this on stage, uh, my drummer and my bassist are my, I've gotten some pretty good furniture off Craigslist, but my drummer and bassist are by far my best Craigslist finds of my entire life. Yeah. Uh, and I've I've scored really great partners and really great great musicians off Craigslist, which is crazy because I hardly ever go there for anything else. Um, there are some other channels around here. There's some Facebook groups that are, you know, always people looking for gigs and looking for opportunities that are that are local. But uh, I would not discount Craigslist. It's no. it's active. And there's a lot of a lot of people on it. You have to screen pretty hard. Yeah, you know, well, that's it. Um, but you can you can
0: screen they, pretty hard with Craigslist right up front. Like if you put in your ad, or if you're answering true. ads, you, you know, you look at what, read what they're asking you for. And if you put in an ad, you know, I want somebody that can do, you know, we're pl- playing party music. Are you, you know, will you give me your first right of refusal, you know, and send me five links of you playing other things? When you answer that ad. Send them the five links. In fact, send seven, you, you know, but don't send a quick little note like, hey, tell me more about your band. I'd love to learn what you've got going on. Like, that's not what the person asked for. So they're yes. going to they're not even going to answer you unless maybe you're the only one. Right. You know? But like there's a, there's ways just like with resumes, with a job. I mean, you, you know, tailor your response to that person, sell to them and then get to know them. And then, you know, six months down the road, when you're having a beer at a gig, tell them, Oh yeah, here's how I manipulated you into making sure you put (laughs) me at the top of the list. But by that point, you know, like everything's good, (laughs) you know, but
1: yeah. 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 I'd I'd
0: augment that with,
1: I'd say the first 10 years I had my band, Craigslist brought me some decent players or subs but the second 10 years was the result of networking the first 10 years, right? Yeah. I, I wouldn't need to look on, sure. Craig, on Craigslist now. Totally. And this is, you know, I don't know, right. you know, in different areas, open mics are going to have different levels of people, right? But if you just know, right, some of them are open mic players, right? And that's what they do is yep. they go to open mics and, you know, that's it. But networking and understanding people who are going in, you know, leaving one band, like this guy might be... Networking is a skill, and it and it's awkward for a lot of musicians because it's a human, external interaction type of thing, right? But I I've, I right now for any role in my band I would I would go to my network more than I would go to Craigslist. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we I get all of sure. my subs based on word of mouth. Yeah, I've got enough of a network in this area that you know if I need a bass player I can shoot an email to somebody and I can get nine emails back of people I need to reach out to.
1: That's it. Uh, yeah. And that, you know, it requires going to see another band's play and introducing yourself. I've had met people who've come up and said, hey, if you ever need a sub, we don't sub very much in our group. But, you know, I, 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 I make that first character judgment about how they approach me, you know, in that. And that of actually course. decides whether they go into the on the you know, list, might call list. Yeah, yeah. of course. So, but but networking is a thing and and, I, and it's a valuable skill. And maybe that's the answer for Mr. X is like you can do it through Craigslist, you know, there's ups and downs to it. You know, there's sometimes you can get a magic fit, but there's a lot of really bad fits and there's a lot of really bad communicators that you don't know really what you're going to take your time to go audition for. That's that's the downside of being an auditioning musician. But um, if you... Are involved in a scene, getting to know the band leaders in a scene, offering your services as a sub, you know, just being aware of what's going on, that turns into a fruitful, because you, you've kind of self selected the people yeah. that you think are kind of cool. I've had,
2: let, me, let me suggest I've, a new school suggestion. Yep. Um,
1: because of the era
2: that we are in and based on maybe the age range of whoever this person is, um, personal branding 100% is something that you need to really invest in. So it could be as simple as if you're trying to build a reputation in an area. Really start putting your wares out online. So if you've got an Instagram account, post you playing certain stuff. Make sure that you're tagging yourself in the area in which you live, um, if you have a YouTube channel, make sure that you are contributing content to that. Make sure that you are, um, your contact information is easy to find on all of those channels. You know, Smart. because of, in this particular instance, there's not a lot of opportunities to go to shows, to network with other right. people. This is the new marketplace. So if you have an online presence, you need to cultivate it to garner that kind of attention. And if you don't, then you need to start working on that, and this is the perfect time to do it because there's no other thing that you can
0: be yeah. doing right now. So yeah, no, and that's, I, yeah. and that's like I think that's good advice for every single one of us and anybody listening. Whether you have a gig that is a hundred percent solid, or you're like this guy who's just left, or anywhere in between, start doing that now because the longer yeah. the longer tail you've got on that the better off you are the next time you either have to ask someone to come play with you or ask someone to have you come play with them because it it builds trust. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it gives you, it's, it's your reputation. That's it. And it's easily verifiable. Right.
2: You don't have to worry about like talking to Jimmy and Jimmy's like, Oh, he's cool. Like you can go onto their channel and be like, Oh snap, this guy's got chops. And yeah. then maybe ask around about like, is he a good hang? Is he a jerk? Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you can some, you know, depending on what you need in the moment, you can get a, you can get aside from jerk if he's if you've got chops. Yep. But if you want to stay somewhere long term, then you've got the the whole package that you've got to worry about. Yep.
0: That's awesome. it. yeah, it's good. Start a podcast. That's a good way ah! to uh, <laughs> let people yeah. get to know you. You know, for better and for worse. So there you go. Yeah. We, we've kind of gotten into the
2: coaching realm a little bit. Um, it's something that we offer. We don't do it a whole lot, but it is something that, you know, I guess you can kind of use to, we we do this to establish our quote unquote, you know, uh, knowledge or experience. Yeah. And then, yeah, you kind of spread that out that way.
1: I'm always surprised we get, we get specific requests for coaching, but we are extremely verbose that just our opinion. You know, this is what dawns yeah. on me. Take it for what it's worth, right? Yeah. Coaching seems like a pretty daunting word, but we are asked specifically, guys, what would you do? That type of thing. It tends to be the nature of the, of the, of the requests that we get for type of stuff. But, you know, just like
0: everybody else, we're just figuring, you know, figuring it out offer, We'll offer what we have, take yeah. it or leave it. Yep. But that's, I mean, that's mm-hmm. what people I think are looking for. Yeah. I think, I think because it, exactly what you were saying, Adam, like we, and, I'm, and you guys are the same on your show like people know who you are and what you do and they know your opinions if they've listened even for a little bit yeah. and so they want to know like okay yeah. you know can you level set me and sanity check me and yeah sure i guess <laughs> uh, it's more like confirmation bias stuff it, it <laughs> it is. is what i yeah. agree with right yeah that's totally yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, because no. we don't have enough of that in our world these days. So yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Wait, sorry. They should invent some kind of media, make it real social, and people could do that. Weird. <laughs> uh, anti-social media uh, is more like it. Great plan. <laughs> <laughs> great, plan. <laughs> great plan. Great plan, yeah. All right, anything else before we uh, before we figure out how to say goodbye? That We figured out how to get into this. We did not figure out how to get out of it, but, uh, but nope. anything else? No. This was really cool. I I want to thank you
1: two guys. I think you guys kind of pushed the idea that we need to have a summit here. So very cool to see you guys in person and thanks for the nice things you say about us, but we think you guys are awesome, so keep doing what you're doing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think the beauty of this whole situation is that, you know, there can be so many different voices. And I think, you know, part of the reason why Dan and I started talking about this is that you guys have kind of like set the pathway and there were certain things that like, certain stances that you guys took that we didn't necessarily agree with and i was like i think there's space for this where we can kind of talk about these things in a different sure. way that you know resonate with different people totally but like as much as that goes i still listen to you guys every single week so you know yeah. there's there's plenty of good stuff on on yeah. all awesome. sides
3: yeah oh absolutely oh yeah no 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 absolutely. They, they, boy, they... any any cover confidential yeah. listeners yeah if you don't know gig Gap, you got to know gig Gap. just hundred percent just... Go subscribe to Gig Gab. It's right not now.
1: like you don't have time That's to listen to two, right? That's right. Yeah, and and the <laughs> same
0: the, the same goes in the other direction. If if you're listening to Gig Gab, Gig you think after five years I'd be able to say this, but uh, if you're listening to Gig Gab and you <laughs> haven't heard of or aren't listening to Cover Band Confidential, absolutely, and you get to watch those guys, and maybe. This will be the beginning of a new trend for Paul and and uh, and me here. We'll have to figure that out, Paul. But uh, yeah, it's sure. it's
2: still new for us. But um, we found a lot of really cool ways of engaging on all of our channels and stuff. Yeah. So it's been a really neat um, way to engage with a different segment of the people who might yeah. be interested in the kind of stuff that we're doing. So, yeah, we did. We uh, recommend it. The challenge is, go ahead.
3: The challenge is not to forget that you're also making audio.
2: Totally, right? we did a couple
3: episodes where it's like, oh, look at what is going on in your room. Oh, look at your hair, or whatever. Yeah. It's useless as a podcast. Totally. Totally pointless.
0: Yeah. So. No, we found that out with the, the other show that I do, Matt Geek Gab. We started when, when quarantine began, that's when we made the jump to including video because people had been asking for it for, you know, ten years or whatever. And and it was like, Yeah, we should do this, but it was like we need to make sure we remember we're still we're letting people watch us record an audio show. And yeah. and for the most right. part we succeed. It's you know, there are times, but uh, but yeah. Sure. That's part of the reason why I'm wearing a hat
2: because I'm staring at myself in a camera. And if I if I didn't have a hat on, I'd be sitting here like messing with my hair the entire time. Yeah, and that's like the worst like first impression for a bunch of people who may or may not <laughs> yeah. know what we're doing. So. yeah,
0: my hair's like we spent the afternoon and we bought one of those like adult size kiddie pools when quarantine began because so we had something to do at home in the afternoons when it was 95 degrees. And so I spent the afternoon in that, and I can see that my hair is like like just not quite what I would normally present, but you know whatever. It's fine. People have seen me on stage way sweatier and way worse than this. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I actually like that. That's one of my favorite states to be in is hot, sweaty, and satisfied. For sure. After being on stage. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, We live in the South. That's the only state you can be in. You know, after living, I
0: I played a bunch of gigs when I lived in Austin, Texas, and people asked me, oh, didn't you hate the heat? I'm like, no, I'd much rather play in the heat than the cold. The cold is awful. Outside. Yeah, I'm of
2: two minds of that, but yeah, I
0: I can see both sides to it. Yeah.
2: Um, my my stage my, my band stage look is black jeans members only jacket with like a black T shirt and um, definitely had a couple of like summertime like two hour gigs where I'm like oh this is how I die <laughs> <This> um, <is, laughs> I see it coming <laughs> yeah I, yeah I can see the light yeah um,
0: yeah yeah
2: but yeah I'm I'm actually you know I, we're not gonna get any gigs this summer more than likely but I was like I was working on a whole summertime look I was yeah. gonna switch everything up but uh, I don't huh. think I have to worry about that now, well
0: you at know least for this year. Next year. Yeah. That's right. You've yeah. got time to really craft it. That's that's 100%. Right. Yeah. 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 Those of us that were making jokes about having 2020 vision back like in, you know, in November really had no, those jokes are not aging well.
3: No. Oh, no, no we didn't see it coming, right? That's the irony. That's it. Oh.
2: Da-da. Da-da. There it is. There it is. All right, well, that, Dan, you did it. Dan, you did the thing that you always do in our show, and you I, did it in their show. It's awesome. You said a terrible joke, <laughs> and uh, nobody laughed, and it ruined it everything. I mean, it ruined I everything.
0: That's so good. Ray. I this is that's how, what I do.
3: That's what I do.
0: This is how we do <laughs> it. Is. So from uh, four from Gig Gab for Cover Band Confidential, I'm Dave Hamilton. He is Paul Kent.
1: Uh, I'm
2: from Paul Atlanta, Kent. Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson.
0: There it is. Dan? I'm Dan Ray.
2: That's it.
1: there. It is.
0: <laughs> All right, we'll play our music on the Ray. way out. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, we can hear you. Little... We got you, Dan. We're good.
2: Yeah. Should we do? Should we do like the um, the Brady Bunch thing where we
3: like look at each
2: other in the boxes?
3: Wait, hang on. Oh, wait, no, no. Here's what I gotta say. Guys, always be performing. Guys, always be performing. Oh no!